Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, a beloved local coffee chain shut down abruptly last week, hours after employees announced their intent to unionize. We're talking about what we know about it and why, and where to get your caffeine instead. Plus, there are new food and drinks on the horizon. We've got a bunch of delicious bites and bevs to look forward to. It's Thursday, January 18th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. I'm with the brains behind our daily newsletter. Hey, Pittsburgh. Hey, Francesca. Hey, Megan. So, Frankie, you know the game. What is the best thing that you have eaten in Pittsburgh this week? Oh, my favorite question. (laughs) So I ordered some food for delivery uh, with friends, and I got it from Hungry Cowgirl. It's a Mexican-inspired takeout Hmm. and, honestly, delivery-only spot. Um, It's from The Hungry Group, and they just relaunched their other brand, The Hungry Siren, which is Mediterranean. I have never heard of either of these. Well, I'm really glad to share. Um, So The Hungry Siren is Mediterranean, and they're actually running a promo this week. Um, So right now you can get $5 off your first order with the code SIREN4. So go go try it. Wow. You don't usually completely surprise me with a new restaurant. <laughs> I've usually at least heard of it, even if I hadn't eaten it. Well, it's super convenient because you can get it delivered and it's honestly like a pretty reasonable price compared to like Grubhub and other things like that. So cool. if you're feeling lazy, go for it. <laughs> what about you, Megan? Uh, I feel like mine is a little unfair to shout out um, because you can't exactly buy it. Oh, it um, still counts. <laughs> I did get to slip into a recent secret menu social dinner, Ooh. which was fantastic. I was the alternate to the alternate. I'm very honored. Um, <laughs> but the chef that was there, um, they rotate chefs if you're not familiar. It was on a recent um, food show here on the podcast, um, was Doug Hyman. He cooks a lot for Pittsburgh Today Live and Talk Pittsburgh. He's on Instagram at Doug Cooking. Um, So he's a home chef, uh, but he's got a YouTube channel where he's been posting for almost 10 years. So you can totally follow his recipes in your own kitchen. Yeah, cook it up for yourself. That's so fun, Megan. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, his meatloaf was fantastic. I don't know if there's any videos for his meatloaf, but if not, y'all should request it. It was fantastic. (laughs) Uh, We've got some not great news to start out this week. If you get the newsletter, you have seen that Otta Coffee and Tea, we recommend them a lot. Last week, they abruptly closed. Yes, Otta had four locations across the city, Northside, Shadyside, Garfield, and Downtown. And there has been a bit of an uproar Mm -hmm. because the announcement came close right after the employees announced their intent to unionize. Yeah, so we thought we would just start today talking through what we know and what we know people are talking about. 
Yeah, so let's start from the beginning. Ada opened eight years ago, originally with just the Shadyside location. Um, the same owner, Sukanta Nag, has other businesses locally too, like Atithi Studios in Sharpsburg. And he says that Ada, the whole business, has been struggling from the beginning, from the time they opened. In a bunch of news stories, both Sukanta and Ada employees have said that they held this big all-staff meeting last week on Wednesday to talk about ways to deal with that, possible solutions. Yeah, I talked to the lead barista at Ada in Shadyside, Chris Grash, um, about the staff meeting that day. No one was under the impression that Ada could close soon. He said that they talked about hiring a new general manager and expanding their food program. So everything then pointed toward growth. And I know Chris told you, Francesca, that employees also used this meeting to alert management that they intended to unionize, that they'd actually been talking about this for over a year. Yeah. What did Chris say about working conditions? Because that's often what precedes some of these conversations. Yeah, I mean, a big concern was pay and ability to get raises. They started $11 an hour, uh, but he said that raises were not always um, honored or given out fairly. They were supposed to get a dollar raise after six months and then another dollar after 12 months, and that didn't always happen. Uh, But another big concern was scheduling. Um, When he was hired, he said that most positions were full-time. Like when they got their pay stub, it reflected a full-time status with those hours. Um, And then about about a year ago, no employees uh, had a, a full-time status, basically, with the, with their scheduling. Um, some got 30 hours one week and 12 the next. So it was a big concern to not have those consistency, uh, you know, the consistency for a living wage. Right. Um, and I think we put in the newsletter, Chris told you that 33 people lost their jobs. Um, the official petition now with the National Labor Relations Board represents 25 employees. I think on Instagram, they said that they had unanimous support for those who were eligible. Yeah. So they had this meeting to tell management that they wanted to unionize, and they announced it publicly the next morning. And that night, Thursday night, the main Ada account on Instagram posted that all locations would be closed effective immediately. I tried calling Sukanta three times over the last few days. It goes to voicemail and says his mailbox is full. We text him to just to let him know that we're doing this and offered to hear his perspective. Yeah, I mean, in the past, we've got a hold of him. Um, he helped us uh, and talked about some ADA events that they were holding. So we we're hoping to get some information, but uh, no success. Yeah. Um, so the ADA account says that they have been operating a loss from the beginning, that the pandemic just made it worse. The same account has said more recently that management at least had discussed closing several times over the last few years and, quote, the timing has been unfortunate, but we could no longer continue losing money, end quote. Oof. Unfortunate, to say the least. Yeah. And, you know, employees and, and people in the comments on on these posts are really expressing um, concern that this is anti-union. They question why ownership would expand or, you know, why do they have four locations if it was always losing money? Um, So that seems to be the sentiment around, um, you know, the response right now. And people have also been talking about the legality of that timing, too, like whether it might violate some kind of labor law. We at CityCast Pittsburgh are not touching that part. We are not lawyers. Um, (laughs) Right. There has been a lot of conjecture about it online. Yeah, Chris told me that their union lawyer is talking to the National Labor Relations Board about what's next. And like we said, they filed an official petition to unionize. So we'll link that filing in our show notes. 
So this week, employees held a press conference in the cold at Atithi Studios in Sharpsburg. Sweet, sweet executive producer Mary Lee Williams actually went to it. Think warm thoughts for her. I don't think she recovered yet. Uh, Most of the press conference was employees talking about their experiences working at ADA. In their petition, they're calling for one month's severance pay, including tips, PTO, and access to their personal items that were left in the store because they didn't get any notice, so they couldn't take any of that stuff home with them. Yeah. And since the closure, Ada Union also launched a GoFundMe campaign. They are about $10,000 away from their goal of 30000 Chris said that one of their coworkers was in need of a surgery. So that was like their first priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are just, you know, so sad. It's really sad that they lost um, this sort of family. Uh, they Chris talked about, you know, not being able to go to work the next day and work with his friends. And it was just such a big loss. Sierra Young, one of the ADA employees, spoke at the press conference just about what each spot brought uniquely to the coffee community. Garfield, Shadyside, downtown and Northside were different communities, and they are different communities. And the baristas at ADA believed each store had it, needed to have its own team and manager. We asked for that for over a year before realizing that unless we formed a democracy within us workers, it could not be done. No one person, no matter how smart, can serve the diverse communities in Pittsburgh the way that they need, even to the small detail of knowing that maybe there needs to be more oat milk in Garfield. Um, The small and inexpensive demand of having managers at every store, along with many others, led us to losing our place in those communities, and it ultimately led to the communities losing a truly great coffee shop that we all loved very much. It's such a bummer. I feel for all of these employees who lost their jobs, but also lost their community and their friends that they had. Um, I, you know, I really liked the Ada location whenever I lived close to it. It was so nice to walk there. Um, Megan, I know you you were a fan of some of their drinks as well. Yeah, I know sometimes they were a little bit sweet, but I thought the baristas did a great job. I just had a snickerdoodle latte from them last week, two weeks ago. That was so good. I would really like to know on behalf of coffee drinkers everywhere in the city where everyone lands so that we can go support the baristas in their new spots too. Oh, that's such a good idea. Can we get a map, please? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. But unfortunately, this isn't the first time this has happened locally that a group tries to organize and then the whole business just shuts down. Right. I hadn't really thought of it this way, but the trip reported that in 2019, the Millvale Taza de Oro closed shortly after union organizing started there. Mm-hmm. And in 2017, Amazing Cafe in Southside closed after workers did a one-day strike. Um, both coffee shops also said at the time that they were closing due to monetary reasons and neither ever reopened. Yeah, such a bummer. Um, We've been here before. Chris told me on the phone, uh, quote, regardless if they have a storefront or not, we're still a union, we're still united, and we're still fighting. Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art. 
Eat Gourmet Snacks People Watch will mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So with Otta gone, you might want some new spots for your caffeinated beverages. Someone on Reddit asked something that we loved. It said, which coffee shops around Pittsburgh treat their employees well? Yes. Excellent query. I'm so yes. glad for this thread. Yeah, good to know. Uh, well, my favorite is Commonplace Coffee in the Mexican War Streets specifically. That's my spot. Um, <laughs> but I also love a trip to Kyber Coffee in Polish Hill. And when I say trip, I mean, you know, just crossing the river. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this they time have, of year, that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> they have amazing vegan donuts. So definitely check them out. Uh, but let's also not forget about the actual unionized local chains. We have Coffee Tree Roasters and La Prima who are organized under local United Food and Commercial Workers 1776. Yes, and we know that your love for their beverages goes deep. Um, on Reddit, we saw some recommendations for Big Dog on the south side, Espresso Amano, which has Lawrenceville, Dormont, and Squirrel Hill locations, um, and City Cats producer Sophia Lowe wanted to double tap Espresso Amano because their lattes aren't super sweet and their syrups are fun and kind of subtle. So big ups in particular for the black sesame flavor. Ooh, that sounds amazing. I'll have to try that. Love a Sophia wreck. <laughs> Sophia always knows the good stuff. And, you know, since Ada won't be downtown anymore, uh, two of the downtown wrecks we saw on the thread were Creative Coffee and Supply and Gasoline Street Coffee Company. Our executive producer, Mary Lee Williams, loves Creative Coffee and Supply. She said every drink she's gotten there has been tasty and the space is just really chill. And if you need more suggestions, we've got a podcast for you. Yes. Friend of the pod and founding member Zach Lucas Whoa. made a great map of the ABCs of Pittsburgh Coffee last year. Um, it's where he and his family went to a different shop for every letter of the alphabet, just trying to get to know Pittsburgh neighborhoods. It was such a fun podcast. Yeah, I love that. We'll link that episode in the show notes. So it is a new year and there are a lot of new food and beverage flavors to be excited about in Pittsburgh. Francesca, where are you most excited to go in the next couple of months? 
Oh, so a few things on my list. For one, I can't wait to stop at Polska Laska in Sharpsburg. You may recognize the name because she's been popping up all around the Berg and semi-recently got her own brick and mortar. It's hmm. in the old uh, Mindy's Take and Bake in Sharpsburg there. Uh, the owner, Olive, she makes pierogies, sandwiches, desserts, and the way it's been so cold, I would just love some classic Pittsburgh comfort food. Plus, there's vegan options. Uh, you can definitely count me in for the mushroom, kraut, and onion pierogi. Speaking of Pittsburgh things, I love that you said where it, what it was going into, that what it used to be. That, that feels appropriate for <laughs> <Right>. that. Um, <laughs> I have also been seeing a ton on my Instagram for a new place called Curbside. It's in Blonox on Powers Run Road. Their breakfast sandwiches look so good. Oh, um, plus you're they not have kidding. smoothies and desserts. I also saw that they had to go strawberry pretzel jello salad style parfaits. And <laughs> that also just feels so right for Pittsburgh. Yeah. We we need our strawberry pretzel jello salad to go. <laughs> See, you're a real Pittsburgher because you can say that phrase without it stunting your brain a little. <laughs> strawberry pretzel jello salad. I did it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and you know, I love to try a new coffee spot. We were just talking about that. Uh, and treats. Yes, treats too. Uh, there's Bunny Bakes and Specialty Coffee in Squirrel Hill. It's totally kosher and the baked goods are dairy-free. What I love about this too is that they're staffed by workers with special needs and diverse abilities. So I love a spot with a mission. Mm -hmm. I'll take the Honey Buddy Latte with oat milk, please. Ooh, that <laughs> does sound good. Um, and then coming soon, we are also anxiously awaiting the new Lawrence Hall opening. Um, it's coming to where else? Lawrenceville. <laughs> yeah, this is where the new Leona Scoop Shop is going to be. We talked about that on the pod before. Um, you've probably seen their ice cream sandwiches at different shops and restaurants around town. They're so good. And a little so pricey. expensive. <laughs> yeah, a little pricey, but worth it for a treat. They are a treat. Um, and they'll finally have a permanent home. There's going to be a whole bunch of stuff in the Lawrence Hall spot, actually. Um, so Leona's plus four other small restaurants. One is a bar named Dear James after Lawrenceville's namesake, Captain James Lawrence. And there's another one called Loaded, a casual American fusion spot with stuff like Korean corn dogs, saucy fries, smash burgers. These restaurant names are cracking me up. They sound like Taylor Swift song titles. <laughs> this is the place for me then. <laughs> <laughs> Loaded. Dear James. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I'm personally excited about the Jackworth Ginger Beer Brewery coming to Larimer. Yeah, I am impressed to hear you say that, though. You are not usually the one to shout out a brewery. <laughs> well, it isn't just alcoholic. True. I love ginger beer. Yeah, I got to try this the other day, actually. Um, they are so deliciously spicy, like the perfect amount of ginger flavor. Francesca's over here giving me happy hands. Yeah, um, I'm, I love that. It's like the perfect <laughs> amount of spice. I'm so excited. I think that the owner said the alcoholic version is around 5% ABV. So like it's not a huge hit, but a couple could probably get you buzzed. Count me in. I bet they'd be delicious in a cocktail or a mocktail, too. They were. You know, I did the research. Um, I had a couple of mules, and they were fantastic. Oh, can't wait. And another one on our radar, it's not a restaurant, but it is just as, if not more important, Salim's Market is finally opening in the Hill District next month. Yes. The neighborhood has been without a grocer for nearly five years, and Salim's will fill the former spot of Shop and Save in the center Heldman Plaza. Um, it's mostly funded by the URA, so really excited to see this finally coming to fruition. 
Yeah, and they have the best food. The setup in the Strip location has been second to none for a very long time. I'm really excited to see what they come up with in the Hill. If you know someone who needs a gig, Salim's is hiring. Yeah, they're actually interviewing at their locations. Mm -hmm. For positions at all locations, Hill District, Strip District, and Scotty's Market by Salim's at Carnegie Mellon, they're holding space for prospective employees every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday until the end of January. And last but not least, on that same side of town, uh, one last one, uh, we're really excited about Trace Echo coming to Uptown. I hadn't heard of this until you mentioned it the other day, but we're big fans of Trace Brewing here on the CityCast team. Yep, it's the same folks as the Bloomfield Spot. It will be a tap room and the first dedicated storefront for Ghost Coffee Collab, which is Trace's current cafe partner. And the site says early 2024, so we're waiting. We're here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we go, uh, I'm wondering, I know it's just you and me today, Francesca, but where we might spot a city caster this weekend. Mary Lee's answer was Cleveland. Uh, She's not telling any of us when she's going or why. And Sophia is hibernating. Love that for you. (laughs) Yeah, it's cold out there. Well, if I'm lucky, I'll make it out to the totally rad vintage fest at the Monroeville Convention Center. It's going to be massive, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturday. It just looks like a lot of fun, a lot of good finds. Uh, We'll see if I actually make it out, though. (laughs) (laughs) Promising anything in this weather is sketch at best. Um, I'm thinking that this could be my year for Crapteca. It starts tomorrow and runs for three weekends. Still all vegan food, but a totally different menu than their usual stuff, Um, like, quote unquote, crap food, burgers, sandwiches. Their milkshakes are made from sunflower seeds, fries, the works. I'm excited to see what's up. I still got to try that sunflower seed milkshake. Let me know what you think. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. we'll see. We'll see if I make it out. But I do want to get there before the three weekends are gone. Um, and of course, if you're looking for more things to do, you can always find lots of events on our website and in our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. <laughs> Thanks for that plug, Megan. <laughs> Thank you, Francesca. I hope you have a good weekend. You too. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. Reminder, you can find all of our shows, old and new, on our website. That's pittsburgh.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. I didn't know what this was. Sorry, I was just getting excited. (laughs) 